ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to QC Fantasy, joined as always by my favorite co-hosts, Taylor Story and Chris Hayes. Guys, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing great. We are doing great. Happy to be back yet again. That's lovely today. So excited for today's show. Excited to break down the AFC West. We were talking just a minute ago, and we'll get deeper into this, but if there's a player in the NFC West on the board during your drafts, just, just push the button. Just don't don't ask questions. Don't overthink it. Overanalyze. Push the button. Um, but before we dive yes. into yes, the answer is yes. Before we dive into all that, let's get to some NFL news. Guys, first thing, not going to talk too much on it, but another lawsuit filed um, against Deshaun Watson. That makes twenty four total. Um, situation not getting better. I know. And recently he was meeting with the NFL, kind of going through the situation um, and his side of things with the NFL, still waiting to hear news on kind of what came of that. Um, Any thoughts on this? I mean, I've been preparing for half the year, maybe for Watson. Um, I have picked him up in some best ball drafts, just hoping if I'm in it late and he comes back and plays. But, you know, the more and more this stuff comes out, obviously, the more and more nervous we get. But don't want to speak too much into the, uh, the legal side of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like at this point, I would rather see things getting better than more things adding on whatever they may be. Like, It's never good to see more things added on to this. Um, I feel like it's all still up in the air, really. I, at this point, I feel like he is going to get suspended it's just for how many games, just because we know the NFL does not like to have a bad image nowadays, so they will suspend you. I mean, they suspended Calvin Ridley for an entire season. Um, and odds are Deshaun Watson's probably going to get like two games for this. So that really tells you where their priorities are. But uh, I digress. Um, and every time we talk about this or I see the news, I'm like, God, I got to I got to trade Deshaun Watson in the one league I have him. So this is just another reminder for me to do that, which I'll probably forget. Yeah, I mean, pretty much in the same spot I was a, a week or two ago with Deshaun Watson. Just wait and see. I mean, the, it's going to. It's going to be an ongoing story until the season begins. Um, then, you know, I'm sure the NFL will make some kind of a, a ruling by the time uh, the time the time things settle. But uh, it's just kind of wait and see for me. Yeah, hopefully for redraft time, we at least get some sort of clarity on on what's going to happen. Um, but we will we will keep waiting and seeing. Uh, guys, Jerry Judy left practice earlier. Uh, looked like it might have been a groin. Didn't come back. Um, not too overly concerned you know we're a ways out but hopefully it's not something that becomes a recurring thing again we'll we'll dive into the broncos later any concerns here um i know with timing probably not yeah timing wise not really also we're officially into uh oh no this player left practice and didn't return let's panic season on twitter so and especially with Judy, since he was injured last season, it holds a little more value, I guess. And people are going to panic a little more and just so the haters can say, oh, see, I told you, I told you, I told you. Um, I mean, I'm going to keep it in the back of my mind, but I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I mean, neither am I. I'm still, I mean, we're still three, three months away from, from the season start. So, I mean, guys are, this stuff is going to happen. Like, guys are going to get nicked up accidentally in practice but it's unless if someone like tears their acl you know there's there's nothing nothing really noteworthy to say mm-hmm. about minor injuries right hammies now. though if i start to hear hammies being pulled that is when i start to worry because those will come back up and bite you they always do they always do hamstrings guys aren't taking care of themselves in the offseason not working on conditioning it's a bad sign mm-hmm. fellas my hamstring currently hurts and i don't even play football so <laughs> point point in point in case you know. not taking care of his body yeah. um my uh my favorite story so far jimmy g excused from training camp um most likely just because well trey lance is there if you ask me but um obviously had shoulder surgery um potential trade rumors Trey Lance, I think, again, being the alpha there and the number one. Um, guys, I know we keep talking about this, but what <laughs> what do we think is going on with Jimmy G? I personally don't think he's going to be there. He's going to be somewhere else. Um, but I know right now that's all speculation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jimmy's obviously not there because of the shoulder surgery. That's what the 49ers are saying. That's what Jimmy is saying. So, you know, that's what I'm choosing to believe. 
Um, I do believe he'll get traded before the, the season begins, though. Um, I think the Niners are all in on Trey Lance this year. It, I feel like they see their wit, like their their ceiling increases in terms of con- be, being a Super Bowl contender with Lance at quarterback. Um, but I do think they'll unload Jimmy G by by the season start. Yeah, I mean the 49ers can say whatever excuse they want. It could have been because he got a flat tire driving to camp, and they just said, you know, don't worry about it, stay home, we're good. But any time with young players or rookie quarterbacks. Especially teams are going to find ways to say, you know what, just, just, uh, we'll just let the rookie do it. And to get all of these reps and all of these looks at Trey Lance without the controversy attached to it, because now they can say, oh, we just, he's not getting first team reps or any reps because he's just not here. We told him he didn't have to come, you know, and now they can avoid all that and just say, all right, Trey Lance, here you go. Let's see it. Um, if, if he was like a healthy stay home or, Maybe if Trey Lance was getting the first team reps over him and he was there, then it would be a a storm of like media controversy. Like, oh, Jim, it's Jimmy G's team. When are they going to trade him? When are they going to trade him? But I agree with you, Chris. I think he's gone on another team before uh, before the season starts. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. If you're in leagues with me, Trey Lance is going to be bad. Um, if you're not, my advice yeah. is go get him. Exactly. Um, Last bit of news here, guys. Brown signed Dearness Johnson, $2.4 million, one year. Uh, what are we looking at here? We know the Browns, obviously, with Nick Chubb signing Dearness Johnson. They also drafted Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. What does this mean, do we think, for Kareem Hunt? And are we going to see a split, or is this good news for Chubb that maybe Hunt isn't going to be cutting into his workload as much? Yeah, and I... I think this is another instance of someone who's going to be gone before the season. Um, the signing of Johnson and Chubb still being their lead guy, uh, their rookie pick, I, I think they're going to move on for Hunt. And there's probably a decent um, pool of teams that would take him, obviously. I mean, he's a great player. You saw what he did with the Chiefs as far as what it means for fantasy. If he gets even... An, 10, 15% more of a role somewhere else. Let's say he does get traded. He's going to be, I mean, I'm going to rejoice in the fact that I have a, half my leagues have Kareem Hunt on the team, basically. Uh, he's going to be scoring tons of points if he gets with the right team and in the right situation. So I'd be happy if they moved him. Yeah. I mean, right now the Browns have five running backs on, on their depth chart between Chubb, right. Kareem Hunt, Ernest Johnson, Jerome Ford, and Mitrick Felton. Um, so something's got to give, and it does feel like Hunt is going to be the guy that's moved. Um, I think when he does get moved, uh, Nick Chubb owners will will rejoice, um, assuming um, assuming that happens. But uh, I think this is something we've wanted to see for a while. Nick Chubb in that in that three down role. You know, we'd love to see him develop more as a pass catcher. Um, and with Hunk on, I, that would give him the opportunity to do so. And wherever Hunt ends up, if he still has a few good years left. Um, you know that that could be really beneficial for for fantasy owners. Yeah, I I agree. And I'm going to leave a little bit of a cliffhanger here, guys. We're going to dive into the AFC West. And what if Kareem Hunt goes to the next team, the first team we're about to talk about? So let's talk AFC West. So with the cliffhanger, Kansas City Chiefs. Wouldn't that be a fun, fun combo? We were just talking about the uh, the backfield here, which we'll dive into with Kansas City. But before we do that, and my now Kareem Hunt speculation going to Kansas City, um, <clears throat> guys, let's talk about the wide receiver room. We know what Mahomes is, right? Now, where you have him in your top five, I don't know, but he's top five, and I don't think there's a question there. Um so we talk about the wide receiver core with Juju, Skymore, MVS, um, all these guys being new to the roster. Uh, you can also throw in, I mean, Michael Hardman's been there. Um, Justin Ross is kind of an undrafted darling for fantasy players right now. Um, how, how do you guys see this wide receiver room shaking out? Because for me, it is, it is really just a coin flip at this point. I mean, I know Taylor and I love Juju this year. Um so I'm hoping he comes in and becomes the alpha in the wide receiver room, so so to speak. Um, you know, he is, quote-unquote, the veteran of, of the wide receiver room. 
um, in terms of experience and, and age. So Juju is the guy I will be targeting quite a bit in drafts this year. And the, these other guys in MVS, Michael Hardman, like, I feel like they're more dart throws than anything else. Like Those are the guys that are either going to get you 27 points or they're going to get you zero. Um, Sky Moore, we'll, we'll see. Um, that there's obviously going to be a lot of hype about him since the, since they drafted him in the second round, quote unquote, a, a luxury pick. Um, I I do love the Justin Ross signing, but you know it's just kind of a wait and see with him. But he has shown flashes in in camp. He had this nasty one handed snag on the sideline. I saw that on Instagram a few days ago. I was like, hey, look <laughs> look what we got here. Here we go. Uh, here, we, yeah. here we go. That's um, my job, Chris. <laughs> I, I report the camp talk. Yeah. <laughs> and but, I got one later, so stay tuned. Baby. Um, but I love Juju. But the rest of this group, I'm still not it's sold yet. Yeah, like you said, Mahomes is Mahomes. Kelsey's Kelsey. We don't, we don't have to worry about it. They're both going to be top three, no problem. Uh, barring injury, knock on wood. Um, this is kind of where I'm at with their wide receivers. I I really don't want anybody not named Juju this year um, unless they're my fifth or sixth guy and just to have them there just in case they turn in anything. But if we look back at 2018 when Juju finished as the wide receiver eight, I still think that's his, ce- his ceiling for his career. Like I don't think he ever finishes higher than that, let's be honest, because of the Antonio Brown effect. If Sky Moore and MVS and even Justin Ross can be any bit of a of an actual lethal downfield threat, I think Juju is going to eat underneath again. He's healthy, and we can see him finish as easily as a wide receiver two when you can draft him as a wide receiver three, and that's kind of the value you're looking for um, in drafts, and that's really what helps you win leagues. You, you draft a player as you know wide receiver three, and he finishes as a wide receiver two, or has you know if he's got five more usable games than what he was projected, then you're you're winning and your team is going to be a lot better. So that's kind of where I'm at with Juju. I've got him ranked higher than most. Um, he's the he's the only player I have more shares of than Kareem Hunt, which we talked about. So I uh, I'm going to be hoping for him to turn it around. But I, I I think he's got he's going to be pushing. He could push wide receiver one territory again. I don't I don't know if he can get there. I mean, it'd have to, he'd have to have a career season, obviously, again. But I think he's a safe bet for a wide receiver too. Yeah, I think, and I'll just go ahead and spoil the news now that I've got, I moved Kelsey to, to tight end one. I think when you take Tyree Kill out of there, and it's just, if you need the safety blanket, whatever it is, um, for Patrick Mahomes and the volume that they're going to be passing at, um, especially in this division with some of the other offenses here. Uh, so Kelsey is what he is. Um, yeah, I think Juju's probably the safest option, but he's also the guy that you have to pay up the most for. Um, and so right. I guess from from my viewpoint in, you know, some of the best ball drafts I'm doing um, on Underdog and then also on DraftKings, you know, I can get a Sky Moore 30 picks later. Um MVS is going 45 picks later. Miko Hardman, not till pick 124. So if I'm going to throw darts at somebody in this offense, and you know I think some of those guys might have a higher ceiling, um, maybe not the consistency game in, game out that Juju's probably going to give you, um, but the ceiling there for every now and then having a huge game, I, I will be throwing darts, like Chris said, um, at Sky Moore, at MVS, and also at Miko Hardman. Um, again, just to get pass catchers in a Patrick Mahomes offense. Why, why not? Um, yeah. One more thing I'll mention Juju. I'm actually in a, in a draft currently. Um, and I just took a guy we'll talk about here in a little bit, but Juju just went eight, eight point six in a 12 team super flex league, uh, with IDP. So maybe he would have gone in the seventh round, but I, I've been seeing him go in the eighth round all this off season. His current ADP is wide receiver 33, and that's that's redraft ranking. So, like I said, he's he's going in the wide receiver three territory. I mean, he was taken behind uh, St. Brown in this draft, Darnell Mooney, uh, Elijah Moore. So it it makes sense where he's going. But he's the guy in this range of guys that could return great value, in my opinion. Let me let me ask him before we get to the other player because I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on a soapbox there. Did Juju go before? the other player in this division that we're going to get to. Are you talking about the one that I took? Yes. 
He did. Okay. All right. That's that's out. Four spots. That's Four outrageous spots. to me, but we will get there. Um, fellas, running back room here. Um, I have now from our pre-show famously talked about this and called it the worst running back room in the NFL. Ag reflex activated. Um, so Ceh Rojo, uh, the rookie Pacheco is there as well. I just I don't know. I'm very unsure. I don't like any of them, but they're also in a really good offense. Um, so. What are we looking at here? Who are we taking of these guys on this team? I mean, uh, can really, I say nobody? It's that yeah. I'm probably I'm probably not drafting Ceh at all, just because he's going to be the one you pay up for more. Um, like I'd rather take Ronald Jones a round or two later. Um, so I probably won't have any Ceh. So I'm also getting like. Like, the Chiefs have always had an issue with Clyde in the red zone, specifically. And I feel like Ronald Jones is going to become that guy, the, the red zone guy, the, goal, the goal-to-goal guy, which could be valuable, um, especially in, in this offense. So I'm probably not drafting any CEH because of his injury history and just super inconsistent. Um, but if they ever needed a pass-catching running back, um, this would be the year for, for CEA. Now's the time. Now would be the time. But I'm a little more bullish on Ronald Jones if he can hold on to the ball and not fumble like a doofus. Um, but these guys, it's going to be really difficult to project these guys this year. Yeah, right off the bat, Rojo, I'm not putting my hands on at all. Uh, Pacheco, same thing. Year in, year, like this year, even next year, I, I don't really want. If I if he falls to me at the very end of a dynasty rookie draft, I actually am kind of excited. Um, but that's just because you're getting a player on the Chiefs' offense with Patrick Mahomes, and that's really what you're drafting. Uh, but I'll put a question out here right now for both of you, two two parter. Uh, as far as running backs, what number do you think Clyde Edwards-Helaire is being drafted? So like 15, 20, 30, something you know like that. And is he going before or after Devin Singletary? It's probably going before Devin Singletary at around okay. running back 26. Okay. Graham? Um, I know where I would put him. I'd put him before Singletary. Um, and yeah, I'd probably have him as a like back-end back end RB2, probably. Um, so like 20, 20 to 24? Somewhere in there, probably closer to 24, 23, 24, I'll say. Gotcha. Singletary is currently being drafted one spot behind, or uh, Clyde Rosalaire is one spot behind Singletary at RB27 ADP. What do you guys think about that? Well, so I'm, I, I, I'm actually higher on CEH than that. Um, part of that is I just think Ronald Jones is a, terrible football player and so i'm not worried about that and pacheco being a rookie also not worried there i don't know if you guys saw ceh ceh's interview where he talked about having gallbladder surgery last year how he got down to like 160 and then his first snaps that he took were actually you know when he got to camp and got into things so i don't want to write off the entire season as far as not being good for him but um i think with the fact that Tyreek Hill is gone, um, the fact that this offense, with what's going on in the division, they're going to have to score more points. And I just don't see Ronald Jones being a threat to Clyde Edwards' lair, um, partially because of the fumbling, the turnover issues. Um, I, I don't think Andy Reid would have any patience for it. So I, I'm, I'm taking CEH over Devin Singletary, and I don't, I don't think that's close in my book, um, given that I'm not even sure Devin Singletary is the number one in his running back room. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he ran for 4.3 in attempt last year in 10 games. I mean, it's decent, right? Like, it's serviceable for sure. If he plays more games, gets around 200 attempts, maybe he's around a 20 guy. And I've been hearing rumors of him catching the ball out of the backfield more. At least they're going to have to have him do that. Um, you know, take it for what it's worth. But he, he could turn up turn out to be a steal at his position similar to Juju except in the in the running back field being drafted late he's an RB3 technically per ADP um and he could he could be like you said around the 20th finish spot at a, at a running back and even then that's pretty decent value 
I don't know. I, I think I'd rather have Singletary. Not because I'm a homer. Homer. Um, homer. Homer um, alert. But, I mean, Singletary is the running back one in, in the Bills' offense. Like, they're not, the Bills aren't going to come out and just name, give, give the reins to James Cook right off the bat. Um, and Zach Moss is, is irrelevant at this point. Um, so, in Singletary finished the year really strong. He can catch the, catch the ball out of the backfield. I just like CH with injury history and inconsistency, and Rojo's can be a bum. Um, I'm just not, not a believer in this backfield. Not to say I'm a believer in, in Singletary, but I'm probably not touching a lot of uh, either backfield that much. It's reasonable. That's reasonable. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so Chiefs all wrapped up. Good to go there. Let's uh move on to the team that has now broken Taylor's heart or had a piece in it. Mm. Las Vegas Raiders. Um, guys, we know Devontae Adams joins them. Um, obviously, completely new look to that offense. Uh, getting Darren Waller back healthy as well. Um, talk to me first, kind of about the pass catchers, including Waller, um, and what do we see for Derek Carr this year in these wide receivers? Carr's in for a pretty monster yeah. year. It, it it appears he's got he's got a ton of weapons now between Adams and Waller and Renfro. And they'll be able to establish the run with with Josh Jacobs. Um, it's real. It's really exciting. Like I'm not gonna lie, the Raiders are an exciting team this year, and I don't think enough people are talking talking about them. Um, because you know the Chargers brought in you know a boatload of talent in Justin Herbert, and you know Denver brought in Russell Wilson, and uh, I feel like Derek Carr has always been undervalued in this in in the league. Maybe fantasy wise. We'll see, um, but he's got all the weapons to to ha- to have an elite season, and I, Devontae Adams is is exceptional, and he and Carr have have history in in college, so you know, there's that chemistry there, and I'm sure they'll pick up on. And draft him as top two, top three wide receiver comfortably and let him eat. Um, for me, I think Renfro and Derek Carr could be the biggest movers. Derek Carr being, you know, absolutely to the moon with these guys, as as I think he should. He's got the talent. Um, Hunter Renfro, I'm, I'm kind of just cooling off of just because the target volume. Uh, it's going to be less. He's going to get less targets. I mean, he had... He averaged 15.1 PPR points a game last year. Uh, I'm personally playing it safe and saying he probably averages around 13 this year. Um, And then let's say he averages 13 points uh, for 16 games. That'll give him 208, and that puts him at wide receiver 23. Like, that's that's totally fine with me still Um, for for Hunter Renfro in that offense. I mean, if I'm getting him as my wide wide receiver 2 and he's – getting me 13 a game i'm happy with that of course he's going to have some games where he gets less and he's going to have some games where he gets a lot more so if he ends up being that with adams coming in and waller being healthy i'm I'm going to be plenty happy with that finish yeah i think again like we kind of joked about at the beginning it's i think if any of the raiders are there like even at their ADPs, like you just you draft them. I think Derek Carr is yeah. underdrafted. I think Renfro is underdrafted. Um, Adams probably is drafted about right. You know, top three, four, five, wherever you want to put him with Cup, Jefferson, Chase, maybe Diggs as well. Like somewhere in there, yeah, cool. Push the button. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Darren Waller as well, um, just top five tight end. Um, the really interesting thing, and I think the good thing in this offense is, like there are three pass catchers the ball's going to go to, right? It's Adams, it's Renfro, and Waller, because the other options are Demarcus Robinson, oh, yeah. Mac Hollins, Keelan Cole. So it, Now that Brian Edwards is gone. Yeah, yeah, Brian Edwards, Zay, Zay Jones is in Jacksonville. They, like They, they took up a lot of targets. Yeah, well, you know. Now, well, now, now Devontae Adams can eat, as they say. So, I, I think regardless, you just, you push the button on those guys. Um, and then I will say I am higher on Josh Jacobs probably than most. And I think 
a part of that is just again he's he's in a good offense the Raiders are going to get into the red zone more, which just means more opportunities. Now, yes, a lot of those are going to get eaten up by the passing game to Adams, to Waller, to Renfro in the in the red zone. But just the more opportunities you get down there, um, I'm going to lean towards Josh Jacobs. I mean, you compare him to guys I think are similar, like, say, a David Montgomery who's in nowhere close to as good of an offense. I'm taking Jacobs almost every single time. Um, so comparisons like that. I know Kenyon Drake is there. I know they drafted Zamir White. Um, but I just don't see those guys eating too much into the workload, especially in the red zone where we're talking touchdowns and fantasy points. Um, how do you guys see this running back room? Yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake is... He's supposed to be the third down guy, but they, they didn't really use him that way last year. He, he played very sparingly. And I feel like uh, Zeus White, he's really just there for insurance, at least for the moment, um, if anything yeah, ever happened to, to Josh Jacobs. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, when you think Josh Jacobs, the first, you know, if I said jo- a word association and I said Josh Jacobs is somebody, the first word somebody's probably going to say is injury, right? Uh, he played 14 games last year, still put up just over 200 fantasy points, good enough for wide, running back 13 on the season. You know, if, if if before I looked at this, someone said, where did Josh Jacobs finish last year? I probably said, I probably would have said 20th. Um, it's just, He just creeps up on you. If he plays, you know, it's safe to project him at playing 13 or 14 games again this year. But if he averages 14 points a game, like, like yeah, I'll I'll take that all day, mm-hmm. right? Like who's not going to want to take that, especially at where you can draft him? Yeah, if that's yeah, your exactly. RB two, yeah. you know you're you're going to be in good shape, right? Yeah, he's being drafted as the RB seventeen. Like you're telling me he's not going to finish better than the RB seventeen? Uh, I mean, I I think he personally does. Um, so he he's almost he's almost dare I say a, a value pick at where he is. I mean, maybe it's by a few spots, but. But still, he's one of those guys where whenever, wherever you take him around where he's being drafted, you feel good about it. Like you're, you're not gonna be like, oh, I reached or, like, oh, I got a steal. Like you're just, you're just content with drafting Josh Jacobs on your team. I feel like. Yeah, I think he's just another guy, another Raider here, right? That at ADP, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm perfectly fine pushing that button. Um, and then we do coming over with Josh McDaniels have Brandon Bolden who came over. So if you're talking about a third down back and Kenyon Drake isn't cutting it, deep leagues, just throwing it out there, waiver wire, you could see Brandon Bolden's name pop up during the season here. Um, But enough on the Raiders, guys. Let's get to just another good offense, just another team we enjoy talking about and seeing play football. Um, So Chargers, we know Justin Herbert, um, I, I think, this this guy's the real deal, period. Um, I don't know how you can think otherwise. Um, mostly the same, um, unlike a couple of these other teams as far as at the skill positions uh, with Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Um, so I guess let's talk Herbert and the pass catchers um, and what we're thinking there as far as how this might play out. Well, hopefully uh, they do just as good this year because uh, like we had teased a little earlier in this draft I'm currently in. I, I was able to get Justin Herbert at 1.3. I was third pick in the draft. I took Herbert at three. Jonathan Taylor actually went first. So it went Taylor, Josh Allen, and then I took Herbert before Mahomes. Uh, and then I just selected Mike Williams in the at the end of the eighth round, which I, I feel like I couldn't pass up. I was, I was a little on the fence, and then I came into the chat and I said, oh, Mike Williams is on the board, and you guys just said smash it right now, and I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Um, he is a little younger than most receivers. I mean, he's at that, that age that, uh, quote unquote experts say is the breakout age or the elite age for wide receiver, which is 27. Um, he's got to stay healthy. He's a guy that goes up and attacks the ball. He comes down awkward all the time. I mean, he's falling from like 15 feet in the air, right? That's as high as it seems like he's, he jumps. So if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a dominant force again, like what we saw last year. Um, I mean, he finishes a wide receiver 19 and he played 15 games and had just shy of 15 points a game. So again, just like Josh Jacobs, safe to assume he probably plays 14, maybe 15 games. He's probably going to leave two or three games early uh, just with some small injury. It's just his career wise. So it's safe to project that, but him alongside Keenan Allen, and I mean, even you can count Austin Eckler as a pass catcher. I think all these guys are just going to do absolutely amazing again. Not to mention the Chargers are going to have to throw the ball 40 times in at least six games this year. So you've got that to look forward to. 
Yeah, I mean, this Chargers offense is, is, is something to really get excited about. I mean, Herbert, Herbert is outstanding. We don't really need to dive into that. Like, Austin Eckler, I, I know they drafted Isaiah Spiller, but I feel like it's really for him to replace the Justin Jackson role in case anything happens to Eckler. Like, Eckler's mm-hmm. a stud. There's, there's just there's no getting by that, and you know, everybody knows that he's going to be deployed as, as a star. Um, Keenan Allen is still a target monster, and Mike Williams, you know, he's the big play guy. Um, I will say, if you know, if Williams does go down with an injury, you know, just keep an eye on Josh Palmer. Um, I believe he would yeah. be the one to to fill in that role. And when Williams did go down last year, Josh Palmer stepped in nicely. Um, Jalen Guyton is really more uh, the deep threat. Um, uh, the, just complete speed, um, but Josh Palmer is really—he he can really do it all. So yep. this offense is is really exciting this year. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just I'm all over the Mike Williams hype train. Like I'm I'm probably driving it. Um, so anywhere I can take Mike Williams, like I don't care if he's my wide receiver one. I don't care if he's my wide receiver two. Doesn't matter. I want him on my team. Um, I personally think he's going to have a better fantasy year than, than Keenan Allen. Um, I love Keenan Allen. I think he's a great player, great wide receiver, always has been. But I think this is where we kind of see the passing of the guard, um, where Keenan ends up just a little bit lower um, because of age. Um, I do like in some of these best ball drafts, especially late, taking shots on Josh Palmer, on Jalen Guyton, um, because if Allen or if Williams go down, you're getting now a number two wide receiver tied to Justin Herbert. So I'm in love with Mike Williams. Why wouldn't I be perfectly happy getting the next wide receiver two um, in L.A.? So I'm all for that. Um, And then I do want to touch on Gerald Everett coming over from Seattle to play tight end. Um, They do have Donald Parham there uh, and then a couple guys they've drafted recently with Trey McKitty and Hunter Camp Moyer. Um, I'm a big fan of Gerald Everett, mostly because he's in this offense, right? Um, so I don't mind taking him. He's a later round tight end. You don't have to pay up for him. And again, he's in a really good offense that's going to get into the red zone. Um, and if people were drafting and picking up Jared Cook last year, um, Gerald Everett is younger and more athletic than Jared Cook. So why wouldn't you go with Everett? Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was in on Everett last year when Seattle signed him. I was like, okay, Ross Wilson, good quarterback, good offense. And he really just just didn't get enough looks, and I feel like this is going to be a similar situation. Um, I know the Chargers do like to use tight ends quite a bit, especially two tight end uh, sets. Um, but he was disappointing last year, and I thought he would do well in in a good in a good offense. Well, at least what I thought was a good offense in in Seattle last year, but. He's definitely worth a late-round flyer just because of the offense he's in, but I'm not expecting a ton from from Big Gerald this year. Yeah, if you're getting that, I'm not on him at all, or even if you're maybe streaming him, if you get upgrades at other positions uh, i'm really fine with it um i'll play another game with you guys another little adp game first who's going uh first keenan allen or michael williams mike williams and then what is the gap between them if any keenan allen we're guessing right now yeah keenan allen's going higher but it's by probably literally one spot maybe two all right chris oh uh, Keenan Allen's definitely going higher, but I think it's a lot more than than one or two. I think it's probably five or six. Keenan Allen is going tenth, and then eleven spots down the board. Mike Williams goes as the wide receiver twenty-one. If if Mike Williams is going twenty-one, everybody who's drafting, keep doing that. Let let Mike Williams fall to twenty-one. Just keep keep doing right. it. Everyone out there, I'll take him. Um, I'm going to rattle some names off to you. Who'd you rather have this season or Mike Williams? Michael Pittman. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Terry McClure. Mike Williams. Uh, Let's go with a little controversial one here. DK Metcalf. Mike Williams. Or Mike Williams. Mike Williams. And then one more 
I'll tell you, he's going one spot ahead of Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, or Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Well, there you have it. Mike Williams should be about eight spots higher then. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, to be fair, to defend the ADP, I feel like Mike Williams is going at that 21st spot simply because of the injuries. Um, Like I said earlier, that would be the reason why he's being drafted there. So if I pick him there, I feel safe. If I pick him around wide receiver 12, I feel safe. Um, It's really, it comes down to the owner, I I feel like, in the end. Are you willing to take the risk on Mike Williams again? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, last year it worked. Last year it worked. Agreed. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, and I think again some of that is partially you know I'm I'm more likely playing DFS or best ball. Like I'm I'm fine taking those shots for that ceiling outcome that Mike Williams could have, and also knowing that if he misses time, it's okay because my lineup's going to be set for me anyways, depending mm-hmm. on who has the bigger games. Um, yeah, I did want to touch on Eckler. Like I, I love him to death, um, but I think I, I'm just worried that maybe they try to save him a little bit um, as far as just not giving him as many carries. We've seen things happen with Derrick Henry, with Christian McCaffrey, with Dalvin Cook, with injuries. Um, and that's my only concern as far as volume goes. And I think if yeah. I've got to pay up for Eckler where he's being drafted, like I'd rather wait and get Aaron Jones. Um, other than the offense they're in, I don't see that big of a difference between those two where it's worth me paying up for Eckler's ADP compared to where Aaron Jones is. But um that's just me personally. I do think Eckler is going to be really good. Um, he's going to have another big year, but I, you know, I, I'm I'm not pushing the button as much on on Eckler as as maybe others are. Yeah, I mean, would you rather have Eckler in either the probably, if we're being honest, the end of the first round, start of the second round, or Aaron Jones a full round later, maybe even two rounds later? Like, I'd probably rather have Jones. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree with that, especially with what That's the opportunity what, lost. That's not what's happening right now, is it? I think Eckler's going in the first round. Well, he's, he's like he should be. running back three or four off the board. Aaron yeah. Jones is probably start of the third round, I'd say. Yeah, so at or least on the third round. Yeah, so on ADP as far as underdog, again, this is best ball and single QB. So Eckler's going off at 6.5. Um, and then Aaron Jones is going off the board at 18.3. So we're talking li- a, literally a full round later. Aaron Jones in the mid-second rather than Eckler right there at six in the mid mid first. And again, that's single QB PPR um, that that's based off of. And in that range, you, yeah, could get, and, uh, you could get both. Right. Yeah, single single QB PPR fantasy pros has Austin Eckler as the number two running back and the number two overall player off the board right in front of McCaffrey. Uh, Aaron Jones is the number 13 running back and the 23rd player off the board. So I would rather have Aaron Jones. Yeah, Thank I, you I, I don't very think, much. No I don't think Eckler's... I don't think Eckler's RB2 this year, but a good year, but I don't think he's RB2. Right, um, exactly. So, all right. Here good we on. There are people out there that really think there are 13, what, 12 running backs rather than Aaron Jones? I, I've been, you guys know, my, my name in the group chat used to be, you know, free Aaron Jones. You guys know I'm all, I will always be on the Aaron Jones yeah, train, so I, I'm tired of trying to convince people. Well, so, underdogs got him at RB9, and ahead of him, you're talking DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, CMC, and Jonathan Taylor. So, um, again, I, I don't think that's a bad spot being in that's, that. Yeah. But when I compare it to Eckler being at three, and I could get a really similar player in Aaron Jones, who may actually get more volume in the offense he's in, um, compared to Eckler with all the weapons that are in the Chargers offense. Um, again, better offense, but as far as volume goes, especially at the running back position, I'd rather wait on Aaron Jones and probably take a big-time wide receiver instead of Eckler in that first round if I, if I wanted to. Yeah. Answer this simple question for me. I know we're not talking about the Packers, but it still relates to Austin Eckler. You take into the account the ADPs of the two players. Aaron Jones played 15 games last year. Let's say he plays 15 games again this year. He finished as RB9 last year. Is he going to finish higher or lower than RB9 in the same amount of games played? Higher. Yeah, probably probably higher. Um, I think uh, Eckler and Jones could finish back-to-back in the rankings yeah. or at least both be top five, and you can get one 20 picks later. Like, Yeah. and, and here's sorry, the, sorry, Eckler. Yeah, here's the game to play, right? Because like, you could either take Eckler and pass on a Jamar Chase or a Stephon Diggs, 
where you could take exactly. or you could take one of those wide receivers and then pair him with Aaron Jones, who's going exactly. who's going around Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, and Tyreek Hill. Um, so I'd rather right. have one of those top flight wide receivers and then Aaron Jones, then take Eckler, and then my our, my wide receiver one be a Mike Evans or Tyreek Hill. Nothing against them, but not, not to mention the the the. Uh history of injury that comes with Austin Eckler. It's a little more peace of mind even, yeah. right? Like we just haven't seen it with Aaron Jones. So yeah. you have to factor all of that in when drafting Austin Eckler. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Um, all right. Got caught up on some Aaron Jones. Of course, we circled back to the Packers when we're talking about the hey, AFC. It always uh, comes back we, to the Packers, what baby. We, what are we doing here? Um, always comes back. I, I opened the door. I should have known that was coming. You did. All right. You did. I was going to walk right in. Okay. okay moving, on. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. We'll look great in silver and black this year. Uh, okay. There we go. There it is. I actually got to go. We had to even this out. All right. Denver Broncos. Guys, um, one of the biggest storylines, of course, of the offseason, Russell Wilson, um, of course, elevates Judy Sutton. Everyone in the offense. Um, other big news from the offseason with Melvin Gordon coming back. I know Javante Williams was a big target for a lot of people hoping that Gordon would move on, right? Kind of like the Chubb Hunt situation that we talked about earlier. Um, guys, just roll right into this offense, right? Like, how does it change with Russell Wilson? What are we looking at at the wide receiver position, running back room? How's that split going to look this year? Um, and then your favorite player for both of you talk to me about my guy alberto and what we're predicting from the tight end with russell wilson there as well chris you take this right, one chris. i'm where, not doing it where to i'm where, not doing where it. to begin um albert oh wow wow okay it just there's it's more like albert oh my god he's being overdrafted that's what it stands for it's like don't i don't get it he is it's the fourth option at best he is the fourth best receiving option at at best in, in that offense like how much are they actually going to be throwing like you have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon which was one of the most efficient rushing duos in the league last year and then you add in Portland Sutton Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick Alberto like there, there's not going to be a ton Okay, like they're gonna yeah, if they're smart I, I about agree. it, they're gonna they're gonna play through their best players. And Albert O isn't one of their best players. Like it's just a yeah, fact. Chris. I, I agree with what you said. Also, my internet died, so now I had to transfer over to my phone. Um, but I think it's a little like the Chargers situation where they have the good quarterback, two good wide receivers, uh, a good running back that they've got to all feed. Uh, for me. The only the only saving grace for Albert O would be these two wide receivers that kind of really yet to break out or prove themselves. If one of them falters or the injuries kind of pop up back again for both of these guys, then Albert O certainly does have the athleticism to step in and and fill one of those roles where he could he could potentially see himself being a, a back end tight end one. Um, it's just going to be hard if both of these guys break out. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon really do a lot of work on the ground. Um, it, it's just tough to see the targets go to Alberto. Um, but he did catch a really nice deep ball from Russell Wilson in practice today. I told you we'd circle back to the uh, to the camp talk. Sorry, I had to say it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and defend Alberto since he's not here to defend himself a little bit. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to defend it. I, I did a little bit. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna go. So I'll again. tweet him. The underdog ADP here, right? So Alberto going off at tight end 16. He's going after guys like Gasecki, Tanyan, Irv Smith. Like, I'm I'm cool with that, right? I'm good. He's just ahead of Cole Komet in a bad offense. Again, I'm not sold on. Um, he's just ahead of David Njoku, who is probably going to have Jacoby Brissett throwing him the ball a little bit. Just got a huge contract that probably yeah. was undeserved, in my opinion. Undeserved. Uh, Hunter Henry's back there behind him. Um, again, not a real great offense, not an explosive offense. Then you get into Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett. We just talked about Noah Fant. Um, so I like a tight end 16. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm not taking him in, you know, top 10 with Ertz and Goddard and any of those guys, right? Um, and I, I do agree with you guys about, you know, the offense and how many weapons there are and Again, if I can just get pieces of these AFC West offenses, like I'm all in because there are going to be disappointments, right, in these offenses. So I'm 
predicting it's going to be one of the wide receivers that lets people down, whether it's Judy Sutton or Tim Patrick, rather yeah. than it being Alberto in this offense that's a letdown. Because um, again, I think the offense probably 60, 40, maybe 65, 35, Javante Williams gets the majority of the split this year. Um, but I do think, again, with a team that you can put in the red zone a good bit and you've got an athletic tight end who can cause matchup problems um, and with Russell, Russell Wilson at quarterback, like that's what puts me over the edge for Alberto. And at tight end 16, I've got no issue drafting him there. Yeah, that's, that's certainly fair. I mean, you just have to be smart about it. Like you say, like Graham, you said, like someone is going to disappoint you. You just have to know what you're getting yourself into. Like Tim Taylor, what's Tim Patrick's ADP right now? It's low. As far as wide receiver wise, I'd say it's probably around like 40 to 50. Yeah. Um, like you take it's, he's not being taken as a starter and he's yeah. flex included. Like you take Tim Patrick at his ADP. You can't be disappointed. Right. Like he's either not good and the ADP was accurate or, or, or he's great. Like I think he will be and he exceeds your expectations. Um, I mean, you just, you have, like, Javante is so good, but you, and we all understand that, but Denver, they're going to deploy timeshare again, because it worked last year, like, they're, they're both good, so I think people need to be careful about where they're drafting Javante Williams this year, like, I love him, all in on him from, from a dynasty and a talent standpoint, but for this year, you just you have to be careful about okay. where you're drafting Javante Williams. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm tempering all expectations for the Broncos, just across the board. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh so again, part of this being strategy right with best ball, like I'll 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 pay for the cheapest guys in this offense, right? So Jerry Judy going off at about pick forty one, um, Cortland Sutton going off right right at the same area around forty two, or I can hang out for Tim Patrick at what, one twenty five. Um and even yeah. mm-hmm. If we're going to say that somebody disappoints and maybe somebody there's an injury, whatever the case may be, we know Russell Wilson likes to throw the deep ball. We know KJ Hamler is a speed guy. Um, so he is being drafted at pick 172 on underdog. So, sure, I'll take a shot in the dark at one of those guys, um, plus Albert I'm Probably going to win you a week. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. One yeah. Week. And if that's what you can get at wide receiver one, you're 172. Like, yeah. I'll, Thanks. I'll, I'll go. Thanks for I'll playing. Go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean the guys. You know, I, I'm seeing Tim Patrick at wide receiver 59, and he's around guys like Devonte Parker, Jamison Crowder, Jarvis Landry, Miko Hardman, Kenny Galladay, Rondell Moore. Um, yeah, no I'm, I'm personally taking him over. I'd say all all six of those guys. Tim Patrick, um, right? Yeah, 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 I'm taking yeah. Patrick over all six of those other guys. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with him there. Um, I think he is kind of. He's pretty underrated. Um, Judy and Sutton getting the most noise. I am a Sutton fan. Um, I think Sutton's going to have probably the best year of his career. Um, I'm not a huge Judy guy, but, um, you know, who knows how how his season will play out as well. So it's going to be interesting to watch. But like you said, temper the expectations because there will be there will be some disappointment here. Yeah. All right. Anything else on the Denver Broncos quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back? Let Russ Cook. Beware of... Second half, Ross. Second half of the season, Ross. All right. You heard it here first. So, fellas, let's dive into our hot takes for the people. All right. So who's going to knock out the AFC West first? Again, I do just want to reiterate for unless it is, let's say, Ronald Jones on the board. If you have players from the AFC West on the board, push the button. Um, Otherwise, guys, hot takes. What do we have? All right, I'm going to go with one's a little bit of a two-parter, one's straight up, uh, but it's a tale of two top fives. And then I will say Derek Carr and Juju Smith-Schuster both finish in the top five at their position. And I'm going to take Derek Carr a step further and say he finishes the highest of all the quarterbacks in the AFC West. Oh, okay. You're... You're you're fired. I mean, tell me that's not hot. You are. On I mean, that's that as hot as it gets. Oh, that is. 
I, didn't you just say earlier that Juju's top season is wide receiver eight and he's not going to get back there? That's a ceiling. What, what are we doing hey, with this hot, hot take, take baby? That's where the hot take is. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> I just have to process this a little bit. Wide quarterback five for Carr. Top five. Could be even higher. Allen, Mahomes. All right, so you're putting him ahead of Mahomes and Herbert. So we're talking sure. Allen, Lamar, Kyler, Hertz, Burrow, or five, and you're going to put Carr ahead of one of those guys. Yeah, let's do it. Why ahead not? of Stafford, too. And also ahead of Herbert and Mahomes, which is... And Brady. Yep. And Tom Brady. Yep, let's do it. Derek right. Carr season. All right, people. You maybe heard it here first. I'm actually a Raiders fan, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> And before right. before your hot takes, I've got it's going to be spicy. Who would you rather draft for this year, Derek Carr, yeah. Trey Lance, Derek Carr, a Trey Lance, and it's not close. Oh, oh Scott, come on, there it is. Trey I Lance. love it. Trey Lance. It's uh, it's the the Konami code at quarterback, right? Rushing wow. yards, touchdowns. I'm I'm Trey Lance. Love it. All right, that was a good one. That was a good one. We got some disagreement there, so we can we can keep an eye on that this year. All right, I'll uh I'll knock out my hot take here. Um, so I Mike Williams train is just going to keep rolling. So uh, Mike Williams finishes as a wide receiver one this year. Justin Herbert, I just those two are going to be explosive. So I'm I'm rolling with it. I'm sticking to it. I'm gonna back up all those questions about which wide receiver would you rather take, um, unless it is. Maybe ten other guys. I'm uh, I'm pushing the button on Mike Williams. Nice. Um, I have two. Um, first is something. First is a playoff prediction. I, something has to give in this division. Um, and I think it's going to be the Denver Broncos. I think every team from the AFC West makes the playoffs, except the Denver Broncos. And then I will also hop on the Juju train. Juju will finish. Um, for wide receivers, he will finish in the top five of touchdowns scored this year. Oh, I thought you were going to go full top five, but I, res- I still respect it. I still respect it. My, if, all right. If, if you were drafting Juju before Mike Williams, we need to have some conversations. That's oh, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying. Didn't you just hot say he was going to have a top five year? It's a hot take. Not goodness. what I actually think is going to happen. Whoa. Oh goodness! Wait a what minute. What are we doing with these hot takes? We're just throwing out random things. No, it's not I, random. It's something I could see happening. But I believe I, in all of my hot takes. Texans to the Super Bowl, then Texans just send them through. See, that's that just a dumb. hot take. <laughs> no, that's just dumb. All right, Ellis, that's it. AFC West got some hot takes that Taylor doesn't believe in. Uh, mine and Chris's, we, we we do believe in. Um, so, anything else you guys want to leave the people with before we go? Mm, other than I felt like Chris today with my internet going out and having to go to my phone. <laughs> now I know what it's like. It's the, the audio quality here, guys. We apologize. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get this Top stuff together. Tier. Before the season best. starts. Oh, man. All right. Well, as always, uh, we will be back in your feeds later this week. We will be breaking down the AFC North. Until then, you can find us at QC underscore fantasy or qcfantasy.com again working on projections uh and rankings that we will have out again before the season once redraft time comes up fellas appreciate it as always it was a good one see ya see ya hot take my phone quality is better than chris's i'd probably agree with that (laughs) i hope it i hope it recorded my phone